Welcome to another episode of The Root of All Business. This is your host, Charles Bear, and today's guest is Sharon Gaskin. Sharon is the founder of the Trainers Training Company and Trainer Talk, UK's leading community for freelance trainers to grow their business and feel connected. In this episode, we are going to talk about um, how to really start and grow a membership community. She's going to share her lessons, her insights over the past 10 years of moving away from running a training business to actually building a community. And she started when there wasn't um, any help for uh, freelance uh, trainers to build a business. So yeah, she's going to share with us her wisdom, her knowledge, her lessons. Uh, Let's welcome Sharon. Today we have Sharon Gaskin with us and Sharon is the founder of Trainers Training Company, uh, which is UK's largest community of uh, for freelance trainers who want to grow their business and want to connect and yeah, um, and really share ideas and, and build their business as a, as a freelance trainer. So Sharon, I don't know where to begin, uh, whether should we jump in and talk about your community, which is amazing and I'm, which I'm part of now. Or should we start with your journey? And I think a good place to start is with you, with your journey a little bit. First of all, how have you been? How's your day been so far? Hello, really good to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, my day's been uh, pretty good so far. So as you know, I've just moved house uh, down to South Wales. So I live in Swansea now. So it uh, means that my weekends are suddenly very different because I get to... Uh, you know, wake up in the morning and go down and, you know, into town, have a coffee and a walk along the beach or along the front and really nice. So, <laughs> but now I'm back and I've decided I better knuckle down and do a bit of work this afternoon. So that's what I'm doing as well as talking to you, of course. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I normally see your videos with uh, with your dog walk and you probably take about five, 10 walks a day. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Usually, uh, usually about three, three or four. Yeah. So she gets three or four walks a day. I was reading somewhere. I like reading and um, it mentioned um, there's blue zones in the world. There's about three, four of them. And one of the common things, are, and those are the people that are centurions. So those are the people that are, take about, they're, they're on their feet all day long pretty much. And they take at least three to four walks. I mean, you're on the right path. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> awesome. So today we are obviously going to talk about building a community and, and, and about your business as well and how you build that community. Um, and it's really powerful um, that you allow, you give this platform to the, to the trainers that didn't have that platform many, many years ago. And someone starting on that journey can, can really be part of that and really get the advice and insights and, and you learn from each other and share opportunities. Let's, let's talk about, did, did I first of all cover that right? You, you not only do that, you do... Uh, you not only run this community, you are a trainer as well at the moment or? Um, I don't, only online. I don't do any um, classroom training now like I used to. So I have a program called How to Create a Successful and Profitable Training Business, which I run a couple of times a year. But uh, I do it all online now, which is, uh, which is brilliant because I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> so, it wasn't like that many years ago, was it? <laughs> oh, no, it certainly wasn't, you know, traveling all around uh, all around the country, you know, you know, running workshops and, you know, up and down motorways and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great now, isn't it, that uh, we have all this technology available that we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, some, it's making some people lazy, but for, for some that were doing their runs like yourself, definitely yeah. really helps them. Yeah. And, and where did that journey begin? I mean, when did you, uh, 
you know, make that switch and, and thought about, you know, starting that community? And how long we had been a trainer by that point? Yeah, well, basically, I had been a freelance trainer for about seven years. And uh, I, yeah, I set up my business in 2002, um, largely because I think everybody has a catalyst, don't they, you know, when they start their own business. And the catalyst for me was, was moving house again. Mm. <laughs> so that's the theme of today. But I, um, yeah, we moved house, we relocated from, um, from near London, from down south, basically, up to the Midlands in 2002. And, uh, and I had to leave. I had a very good job in, a, in an insurance company. I was a training manager. And um, yeah, obviously I had to leave that job because of a relocation. And my children were a little at the time. They were like four and two. And the eldest one, uh, my daughter Amy, was just about to go to school. And uh, I, I just took a step back and thought, oh, do I really want to, you know, to go straight back into that kind of a job again? Because, uh, you know, school uh, children, they have 13 weeks holiday a year and they finish at three o'clock every day, which isn't uh, conducive, <laughs> mm. uh, you know, to, to work. So I thought, right, OK, this is uh, maybe my opportunity to start my own business, which was something that I'd always wanted to do. Because I recognize, like most people, that, you know, when you're freelance, when you have your own business, you've just got massive flexibility and freedom, you know, to do what you want to do. So I did that. So I took the plunge, started my business. I had a, a, a pretty difficult first year, as basically because I didn't know what to do. And I uh, was doing a lot of associate work for very little money. And uh, then I decided that really I, I, that wasn't the way to go. And I decided I really needed to try and find clients of my own. So that's what I did. And I figured it out. And I got clients of my own. And everything was going along kind of fine then for about sort of six years or so and I had a good business with lots of um, corporate clients and then everything changed because I decided that I would start this business that the trainers training company and uh, that was primarily because of a couple of things that, that came together at the same time so the first thing that I noticed was that I was you know, out and about and I was being asked uh, quite a lot from people in the network saying oh I'm thinking of becoming freelance and how do you do it how do you get started I see you're doing it have you got any tips and advice for me so I kind of noticed that and uh and I, I I basically what I did I had an idea that I would start some kind of website or resource or somewhere yeah where freelance trainers could go to get to get business advice because what I noticed was that there was tons and tons of uh, business advice around but there was nothing that was specific to trainers so um, I thought, okay, so what I did, I, I, I sat and I poured everything that I knew into this ebook, how to launch a business in, tra- how to launch a training business in 30 days. And I, and I stuck it on a website, on a one page website. And uh, then I just left it <laughs> sitting there because I didn't think that anybody would be that interested. So that was kind of going on in the background. And then the other thing that happened, because I did say there were two things, um, my son, who was kind of about nine at the time he was playing a lot of tennis and he um got selected to go up to a high performance center in uh, in birmingham so uh, basically i had to pick him up from school every day at lunchtime take him up to birmingham stay with him you know bring him back etc etc and so all of a sudden my ability to you know travel all around the country running these workshops was you know i couldn't do it i decided that i didn't want to do it 
So I had to um, reinvent myself really and I had to find some way of working from home more Mm. so that I could support him and do all the things that I needed to do as a mum. And, um, and, and then, and that was, you know, way back in 2009 and in 2009, it was really when this whole online thing was just getting started. You know, people were suddenly, you know, doing email marketing and, you know, um, using Skype and, you know, things like that. And, um, and I thought, well, maybe this is the answer. Maybe I need to do something with this website, this one-page website that I've got. Maybe, you know, that is the answer. I need to find some way of making some money from this business to, to help trainers. So uh, I, I, I took the plunge and I basically, because I'm not very good at, at focusing on more than one thing. So I, I basically took the plunge, got rid of my other training business completely, closed it down, Gave this one-page website a name, the Trainers Training Company, and uh, and that was it. <laughs> and then I had to figure out how to do online stuff and email marketing and all the rest of it. So that's what I did. <laughs> wow. And then when was when was the uh, you mentioned this at 2012 where you made that transition from stopping that old company and then moving into your Trainers Trainer? So it was 2009. So it was yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I, I took the plunge and uh, yeah, and it was quite a big plunge because I went from having a nice business to basically having, you know, no income really because I got rid of all my clients. So I had to completely start from scratch. And, and I bet you were getting more phone calls then when you had shut it down than before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Always yeah. the case. <laughs> and I gave loads of work to trainers in my network, you know, and they were extremely grateful and they were like, what are you doing this for? You know, <laughs> but I had a, a vision, you know, of yeah. something that I wanted to do. And I kind of, once I make my mind up, I'm very, I'm very decisive and, and, and yeah, then, then that's it. I pour everything into, into my next project, which was this, the, the trainers training company. So. I'm pretty sure it wasn't fruitful, you know, from from the get go. You know, it, it must have been a lot of struggles. So, how has over the years, how has it kind of developed? Yeah, well, it's just developed massively, really. And uh, a, a couple of things. I mean, uh, the two. I now have two memberships within the trainers training company. One is the associate alert service, where people can sign up to receive associate opportunities into their inbox. And the other one is, is Trainer Talk, which didn't start out as a membership, but kind of morphed as a membership. Um, yeah. Trainer Talk started in 2010, and it started just as, a, as an event, Trainer Talk Live. Right. So we're, we're coming along to this, uh, you yes. know, Friday, yeah. So, yep. and, and it started off as an event, and it was lit, because I, again, I, I you know, thinking about the niching, you know, there was lots of networking events that people could go to, and, and there still is. There didn't seem to be anything around that was just for trainers. Um, and people kind of describe it as a networking event, but Trainers Talk Live isn't really. So it's not really one of those, it's not designed to be somewhere where people come along and then people are trying to sell you stuff and, you know, handing out business cards. It's basically... I wanted to create a safe space for, for trainers in the same industry, doing the same things with the same issues and challenges. They could come together and feel safe and feel supported in, in whatever challenges they were experiencing. So that's what makes it kind of different from, from a networking event as such. So I had a very clear vision of, 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 what, I, of what I wanted for that event. 
So I started running the events and people, you know, people liked them, but I, I wasn't getting, you know, massive, massive numbers of people there. But um, also what I was noticing, Jasper, is that people would, would come along and they wouldn't necessarily come back or they might come back what it might have been like two years down the line. So it was very sort of very ad hoc attendance. And the reason for that, I knew the reason for that was the trainers are, you know, we're a funny bunch, aren't we? You know, a lot of people, they, they don't like putting things in their diary, you know, case work comes up and, and all that kind of thing. And don't work in general, a lot of people, you know, won't commit to things. But I have, going back to my vision, I had a really, really clear vision of creating this community, you know, where people could feel safe and supported and there'd be, you know, great relationships and people would collaborate with each other and get past each other work, etc. And the missing ingredient was, was commitment because you can't create a community without commitment because it's the commitment that makes the difference because when people are committed, they keep coming back, so they keep showing up. And because people keep showing up, that's when the relationships are built up and that's when, you know, that's when the magic happens. So it was a bit of a funny one, really. And, and so I wasn't really getting very far with that. And then the other thing I wasn't getting very far with, with, with Trainer Talk or Trainer Talk Live as was, was making any money. Because <laughs> uh, I, oh God, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a person. And I think a lot of trainers are like this. You know, we run an event. We love it when people tell us that it's gone really well. They had a great day. You know, you get that really nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that yeah. at the end of the day, it's, oh, you, get, you, get, you drive home. You Oh, it's great. I love it. What a great day. And you're bouncing off the ceilings for, you know, a few hours. But what I wasn't very good at doing was actually looking, peeking under the covers and, and inspecting <laughs> how much money I was actually making. And so at the end of, I think it was 2014 or 2015, around right about that time, I think it was 2015, I decided when I did a re- my review of the year that I would do that. And I thought, right, Sharon, put your, as we're fond of saying in trainer talk, put your big girl pants on, let's have a look. And so I had a look and I just, I was, I discovered that for all the work that I was doing with the, with the putting four trainer talk live events on a year, I was, ba- I made about a thousand pounds, you know. So I, I thought this is, this has got to stop because this is crazy. And, and also going back to the issue of, you know, uh, not really growing a community because of the commitment. So it was then that I decided to turn it into a membership because I thought, okay, this, this is where people sign up as a member. Hopefully they will keep coming back and that's when the community. And for me, it will mean that I have recurring income. Um, and so obviously, as we all know, recurring income is, is a good thing. So um, that's what I decided to do. And that was a massive challenge um, initially because I remember very clearly at the end of, I think, as I say, 2014, it must have been the last trainer talk live of the year in December. I stood up and I made a presentation and talked about trainer talk and explained how we'd done things over the years, but how from next year things were going to be different and it was going to be a membership and you could still come along ad hoc but you'd pay more money um you know that the, but if you wanted to join as a member you'd get your training sort lives included etc etc and um and it was just awful initially because i stood there and everybody's i could tell that this wasn't very popular with people and uh I, you know you know that feeling when you when you've done this and then you just feel like 
you just want to hold kind of open yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drop into it I was like oh my god and um but I'd already decided Jasper that do you know what if I didn't get anywhere with this I would just not do trainer talk live anymore because it right. wasn't making for the money that I was I was just subsidizing people's days out really so I, I thought right okay so I'd already reconciled myself to that so it didn't in effect it didn't make any difference although I hope that you know some, uh, some people would join up as a member and I was just about to I was in this great big room at the Woodland Grange and you know standing there feeling like oh my god what have I done and then all of a sudden somebody from the back of the room and you'll meet him on uh, on Friday, Paul Harris, who's who's one of my speakers, and uh, is the longest member because he stood up from the back of the room and he went, put his hand up and he went, I'll join. Mm. And I was like, I, I was thinking, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Lifesaver. Yeah, lifesaver. Followed by uh, Kate Young, who's the second person that stood up. And again, you'll meet her on Friday. Kate Young is who also stood up and said, so will I. I'll join. And I was like, okay, well, I've got, I've got two people now and I can grow it from here. And, uh, and that's how it all started. And so, no. you know, your question was around how has it developed over the years? Well, my goodness me, that was the best decision that I've ever, or one of the best decisions I've ever taken because it has now, it, it is a real community now because people are members, they keep coming back. You know, the, the relationships are built up. The magic happen, happens, and for me, financially, now I have, um, you know, ongoing recurring income through the, through the training school membership, which is fantastic. So, so yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you say it was down to the decision of, you know, it was your situation that made you kind of think, I need to take this direction, or was it a gut instinct that came in as well? Uh, I mean, what I'm trying to get at is that for you, sometimes people have to make decisions like that whether they're trying to quit a job or quit as a freelance, as, as an employee and want to start as a freelancer or start a business. Sometimes people think it's a situation, but is their gut telling them something else? What was it for you? Um, I mean, I, I think intuitive. I mean, I'm very, um, I'm very intuitive anyway. I'm, I'm guided by my intuition a lot um, in my business. And, um, and, and something was telling me that, clearly it wasn't working like, like I say it was the it, you know my heart was telling me it wasn't working because I wasn't creating this this community yeah. um and then also I suppose although this is a bit I didn't like but my head also was telling me on the financial side that clearly it wasn't working either because yeah. clearly you can't you know make a thousand pounds for for four events a year is is, is just rubbish you know and because as we all know it's very, very hard to get people to events anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you, you, you're putting all that work in to get them there and then you're, you're making, you know, whatever it was, £250 per event, it's, it's like that, that wasn't making sense either. <laughs> it yeah, really it kind wasn't. of takes away the motivation of, you know, um, money is motivation as well. It has to be in business as mm-hmm. well as what kind of value you give. Absolutely. What was the kind of biggest challenge you would say over this period of time of you 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 came across? Yeah, um, well, certainly over the and still is. If I look at the years that I've been running the, the Trainer Talk uh, membership, then you know my biggest challenge is getting people to join. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. And um, once people join, they do tend to stay. You yeah. know, so we have very very high retention rate. So that's that's really good. Yeah. 
but getting people to join is really difficult. I have two um, memberships, as you know. People have, have asked me, so I have the Associate Alert and I have Trainer Talk. Many people have said to me over the years, why? Or <laughs> a lot of people think they're members of both. And I say, no, actually, you're not. You know, it's, it's two separate memberships. And some people have said, oh, it's too complicated. Why don't you just merge it into one membership? And the reason I don't merge it into one, one membership is that, in general, the people in the Associate Alert Service and the people in Training Talk are very, very different beasts. Um, generally, the people on the Associate Alert Service not really interested in marketing, don't really want to grow their business, just want to turn up, deliver the training, get paid for it, move on to their next job. You know, they just want... They just want leads, basically. They just want leads. Um, people in Trainer Talk, in general, are, you know, more interested in marketing. They do want to grow their business. Generally, they want to move away from associate work. They are interested in building relationships with other people. Uh, you know, it's kind of um, they are very different generally. So that's why I, I do I, I do keep them separate. Now, the Associate Alert Service is a much, much easier sell, much easier sell because it's just like people can instantly see the value. So sign up for this, get some, get some work into my, or get some opportunities into my inbox and, and I might even get some work from it. Fantastic, you know, because as we all know, every freelance trainer's biggest challenge is, you know, getting work, getting clients. So it just sells itself largely and it's a very, it's a very low, you know, it's only £10 a month. So for me, I position it as almost like a no-brainer, like it's £10 a month, join it, stay on the list. If you get some work from it, great. If you don't, it's no, it's no big deal. Whereas Trainer Talk is, um, I think a lot of people see, before they join, I think a lot of people see it as a nice-to-have. Like, right. you know what I mean? Whereas the associate alert is a bit more, I need to get some work, therefore I need to join this. But actually, once people come into Trainer Talk and get used to it and see the kinds of things that happen in Trainer Talk, um, they absolutely then see it as something they don't want to be without. You know, so many of my members say, I wouldn't still be in business if it wasn't for this, which is amazing because they join generally for the, you know, for, for, the, for the training, for the, for the support, for the information that is going to help them build their business but they absolutely stay for the community absolutely without without a shadow of a doubt um because every freelance trainer's other challenge as well as getting clients is isolation and you know it's just so many of our members just say the value that they place on just being able to on those days where they're indecisive they don't know what to do or they might be you know feeling a bit down or they feel like giving up or whatever it is yeah come into trainer talk whether that's you know online or whether they can pitch up at one of our trainer talk live or trainer talk local i mean you've been yourself to trainer talk local so you know like you know having that you know, that input from other people and for you to feel, oh, it's not just me that feels like that. You know, <laughs> I'm not going mad. You know, yeah. uh, everybody else is, you know, um, or there might be somebody else who's been in the same position as you are um, and can give you absolute uh, solid advice. It's going to save you time because they've been there and done it. And so that's, that's the value of it, really. Wow. Okay. And not now that when someone comes to you and goes, you know what, I want to start a community of my own, you know, I have, let's say, enough people, more than two people to start off. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good start. 
what, what tips do you give them? Oh, what tips do I give them? Um, well, the first thing, because I know that there is a lot, I mean, recurring revenue yeah. uh, is, is, is flavor of the month, isn't it? I mean, it's like everybody wants to have recurring revenue. Obviously, because, you know, it's, it's so nice to have that. I mean, it's never guaranteed because obviously if, if somebody, you know, has to stay in the membership, it's been true recurring revenue. So it's flavour of the month. Having said that, I, I just want to be clear that, it, that it's not easy. You know, it, it really is not easy to start a membership and grow a membership. You know, I, I, I've just said my biggest challenge is getting people to join. Yeah. Um, so I think my biggest tip would be to recognize that it is to be realistic about starting a membership and about growing a membership. I would definitely um, make sure like any, um, any business and Paul's going to be talking about this on, um, on Friday, you know, niche it, you know, a, a mem- a, you know, who is it for and, and make sure that it is for a, a specific group of people. Yeah. Um, so that it, you know, the, the 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 more you can niche it down, the better. I would say. Yeah. That would be my second tip. And um, goodness me, I think I would. It's really how I, I would definitely learn. I would learn from other people. Now I've just I just picked it up as I've gone along. And in last year, I did the Tribe course. I don't know whether you've heard of Tribe. So Stu McLaren, he's he's the the membership expert. He runs a course every year called Tribe. In fact. Uh, his new one will be starting in April. And so around about this time last year, I decided that I would do that because somebody asked me, they said to me, oh, you've got this trainer sort of thing. So who do you learn, who have you learned from? And I suddenly thought to myself, I went, I haven't learned from anybody. I've just picked it up exactly, as I've gone yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. And, and so I then thought, oh, maybe I better go and do some learning and, uh, and learn, you know. So that's why I joined the, the tribe course. And, um, and it was great. It's some of the things I was doing already, but some of the other things that he talked about was enabled me to make, you know, little tweaks and little changes. So uh, I would definitely say, you know, um, learn from other people who already, either somebody like Stu who runs an established course or somebody like me, or, you know, who's, who's already got a membership and, and who can help you because it's certainly, it's certainly not easy not, and, and requires a lot of time and a lot of input <laughs> and a lot of energy. <laughs> so, should you monetize straight away? Uh, should it be a paid community from the get go, or should you think you should have members first and perhaps then divide the or, or kind of divide the value you give? There's a certain amount you get when you join, and then then there's paid membership and you get more. Is that is that how you should do it? It's a really I'm really glad you asked me that question, Jasper, because um, it's something that I. I grapple with for, for a long time because what how it started off again in, in trainer talk I used to have a, a free Facebook group and basically you know had all, all sorts of people in there some of some people had already bought things from me but they were all in this group and then I and I had about 600 people in, in the group at the time and then I decided to start trainer talk as a, as a paid membership and uh, so I had another Facebook group for members and um, and what happened was I had a group of let's say 600 people over here full of free people and then had a group over here of about 20, 25 people who were members. And what was happening was that nobody from the member group, they never posted in there. They always posted in the free group because they, they knew that they would get more response. And nobody from the paid group 
um, sorry, from the free group ever joined Trainers Talk because why would they? Because they were getting everything that they needed yeah. in the free group. So it was a bit of a it was a bit of a funny one. So so what I decided to do, I, I actually closed that Facebook group down, and I said to everybody, if you want to be part of this group, the members group, you do need to join Trainers Talk at some level. And that was when I introduced the online membership. Got it. Okay. Uh, it's obviously now I have two levels of membership because I realised that there was a whole load of other people probably who wouldn't commit to Trainers Talk Live or, and, and just wanted to, to have an online membership and could be part of a Facebook group. But, you know, I really should be charging yeah. <laughs> for that, which is what I did. But now um, I, I do have a – I didn't have a free Facebook group for a long time, but just over the last year I've started one because um, the reason why I did that, when I started doing running Trainers Talk Locals, I realised I needed another – avenue to to attract people into the into the train sort locals who essentially because you can come along as a non-member so i started a free facebook group um and that's called how to build a training business but i do find it um i do find it a fine line to to to, to walk because you don't want to give too much in in away in your free facebook yeah. group because otherwise people are not going to join your membership it's really hard so i don't know what you're views are on that my, my view is pretty much it all comes down to i think first and foremost rewinding a little bit back when we were talking about memberships and you touched on a point about how do you kind of should you or should you not charge at, at you know at some point here's the thing i think people are scared of commitment so if i for example i have no issues for example paying for a train and talk live uh, membership right but here's the thing, if I, I'll feel I'm missing out completely if I'm not going to any of the events, right? If I go to the events, then I think it's worth it. Yeah. Whereas if, if people see the value in it, now, for example, we all join because of some reason. If, I'm, if I join to get leads and if I'm getting leads, for me, that's, that's paid. If I'm yeah, going yeah. there to get ideas or if I'm going there for the community, and hence, that's where you have that retention. So people joining in the live, the reason they stay longer is because they're looking for a community and they have that. People yeah. that are looking for leads are yeah. on a simple service. Don't talk to me. Just send me something and I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Eventually, I believe, eventually, uh, those people as well will hit the same kind of road. You know, everybody starts off, yeah, I can do this. They'll get work. They're busy. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's the same with any kind of freelance work. You're on your own. You're good. You're good for three, four, five years. And you're like, this is boring now. I, I need to be around people. I need to be with someone. That's what I did recently as well. Just to give you an example, I was working from home a lot and I decided, you know what? I need to be amongst people who are high performing, high level. Um, I said, who, where, where can I go and work? I don't want to go to cafes and work. So I, I joined WeWork and I was like, all of a sudden I'm there 12 hours a day and I'm good. I get good seven, eight hours of productive work out of it. And, and that was very game changing for me. And again, it's very difficult in finding a community which is active, which is contributing, which is supporting each other. That brings me on to a question for you. And I think you did touch on it earlier on. What's the difference between a community and a network, networking events, things like BNI and Four Networking? There's a lot of different ones. So what would you say is the difference between a community and that? And, and, and the second question for that is, how do you stop your community from becoming a networking? Can very, very subtly go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think there is a, di I think there is a difference. Um, I, I, as I said, you know, a lot of the networking events uh, that certainly I've been to over the years are just about people. They want to go because 
what, you know, what's in it for me, basically. Right. You know, like, and, and I hear, oh, the most common thing I hear people say about networking um, quite often is, oh, I went to that thing. I'm not going again because I didn't get any business from it. And it's like, well, it doesn't really work like that because to me, it's all about business and it's not just networking or whatever. I feel very, very strongly that business is about building relationships. If you build good relationships, you will have a good business. Yeah. And that's certainly how I, going back to my first training business that I did for seven years and then gave up, that was how I got all my corporate clients was basically through building relationships with them and, and having a system behind the scenes to do that. Yeah. But that's really what it's all about. So um, to me, that is the difference because the, you know, the, a community is at the bedrock of a community is those amazing relationships, you know, where people really, you know, trust each other, um, you know, they support each other and they're prepared to stay in the community, not just for what they can take, but for what they can give as well. You know, that's, that's, that's the difference to me. Um, it saddens me quite when, when, when people leave Train the Talk and they get, oh, I'm too busy for this anymore. You know, it's kind of like, oh, it, this is okay for me when I didn't get, have any work or didn't need it or needed tons of help. Yeah. But now that I'm okay, I don't need it and I'm going off. And the reason why it makes me sad is that, you know, the, the true value of that community is you're in it for whatever's happening. Because yeah. we all know we go through good times. I don't care who you are. You go through good times in your business and you go through other times that are not so good. And, you know, and it's good to stay in the community. If your business is going really well, then why not help others in, in the community who are not experiencing that right now? And then when it's your turn, when your business is not going really well, I hope there'll be other people that you can take from. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, Absolutely. I mean, my take on that is I have seen that amongst other um, other businesses as well. I, I think this is where it comes in. When people read a certain level of, let's say, busyness and getting work and everything, and they're like, you know, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. I think that's when they're lacking the vision of what's next. Yes. When you can't see that in a community, um, I think that's where you think, you know what, these people are not, these people are my level or just below where I am at the moment. Before they were the other way around, I was like, I want to be like them. I want to be in that position. And then it becomes, you know, I'm just about their level. I want something that is a notch up. Yeah. What can that be? Perhaps I think that's, that's my view of not being part of the community because I'm like that. Once I reach a level, what's next? And if I can't see that, if I can't see other people having the same ambition, then, then that. If you're coming from a place of perhaps, you know, true ambition saying, I want to be amongst the ambitious people, the people, what's the next level up for me? Rather than just, you're only going to get busier. It's not going to get any easier. The, the more successful you are, the more work you have. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes to, you know, have systems and all of that. Depending on what your business model is, there is a way of obviously expanding and growing in, in different ways. But at the same time, um, there's people, you know, when they hit that glass ceiling of, you know, I've hit the top of this community, too busy, they forget to do two things, yeah. a contribution to others, help them get to their level, and what's next for me? Yeah. I think perhaps that's where the, that line comes in, and how do you kind of tackle that when it comes to like community building? Yeah, well, I think, uh, the, the, again, the beauty of our community is that there are there are people who, with all sorts of different levels of experience and length of time in business, you know, we've got people who are, you know, fairly new into business. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sure there's a few people who would say, oh, literally, I've just started, uh, which is fantastic that they're prepared to, you know, invest in Trainer Talk um, at this early stage. I think it's amazing. We've got other people who've had businesses for 25 years plus, which is, which is fantastic. And, but all, I will always say, but what people generally have in common, they might have, there's a big range of, you know, length of experience in there, but what they all will have in common is generally that willingness to, you know, to help and support each other. Um, I, think, I think like attracts like, and I think trainer talk attracts a certain kind of person. So let's say, for example, the business development clinics we run every month. So we run them online. And uh, the idea is that you bring a, you know, a business challenge in, in, into the group for, you know, for, for help and support. And, you know, I would say, let's say we run those every month and maybe there'd be 10 people on them. And so generally, there's probably only about three people who will come on with a specific challenge. Um, and the other people have come on because they want to help and support the person who's got the, or the people who's got the challenges, which is amazing. You know, they're giving up their time. They're giving up an hour of their time. They haven't got anything specifically that they need help with, but they're kind of like, well, I'm here. Yeah, you know, just, just you know, use me and I'll, you know, I'll give you ideas with using the benefit of my experience, which is it's amazing, isn't it? You know, so. It is, yeah. I've been to one of them. It was pretty, it's pretty cool how you, you start seeing the problem from a different perspective, you know. Or, but if you have the problem, you do, you're not seeing it from an angle other people can and show you that perspective. So it was, it was pretty amazing. Not, not being part of the community, I can vouch for it. It's pretty amazing, pretty cool. It's amazing what you have achieved um, and the way it's run and the people that are in it at the moment. So yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. We are coming towards the end of the show. So how can people, best way for people to find you, connect with you, um, ask you questions? Yeah, okay. Well, a um, couple of websites first. So uh, two websites. The first one is the Trainers Training Company.co.uk. And the other one is uh, trainer-talk.co.uk. You can connect with me. Um, best way is to go to my Facebook page, The Trainers Training Company. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn as well and Sharon Gaskin. So, yeah, those are the main ways to connect with me if anybody awesome. wants to do so. And I would love to hear from anybody that's listening. <laughs> Great. And um, before, before we go, any, any last words for the listeners? I'd, well, if there are any freelance trainers uh, listening to this uh, podcast, you know, then come and check us out. Come and check out Trainer Talk uh, or come and join the free Facebook group, How to Build a Training Business, and you can find out what we're all about. Uh, we do run um, a good way to experience Trainer Talk as well as to come to a Trainer Talk local. So we've now got 17 um, venues around the country. So there's bound to be one in your area. So again, go to the Trainer Talk website and have a look. Um, and hopefully we'll see you at one of those soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. You are welcome. Really enjoyed it. And thank you for having me. <laughs> I hope you got some great value and insights from this episode. If, and if you're someone who wants to transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur, then I have some great free resources for you. If you visit www.jazbearaurora.com that's www.jazbearaurora.com and drop me a line i will send you a ebook and also a one hour masterclass and also um, go and take the escape the 95 survey uh, which will help you understand where you are right now um, and where the gaps are in your knowledge to transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur and if you're a business 
and you need help growing or if you have any uh, issues that you'd like to discuss then yeah once again visit the website and i'll be more than happy to help you thank you for listening